Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So, press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 920, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send me the questions, and I answer them for you. Now, if you're new to the show or have never listened to a Q&A episode before, I'm gonna sum up my entire philosophy for this show right now. And the quote actually comes from someone outside of the health field. Ray Dalio. Now, Ray Dalio is not someone I know personally, but instead he's a well-known stock investor. He owns his own investment company and has made billions of dollars. But I love what he said in one of his books. Quote, listening to uninformed people is worse than having no answers at all. And so I hope that when you listen to this podcast throughout the week, and of course with these Q&A episodes, I hope that you feel like you're finding out the truth. There are so many myths about health out there and I hope that when you come to this podcast and you listen, that you feel confident that you're getting the latest information. And I don't always just share my opinion on this podcast. I like to give you actual data. I like to quote from studies, for example. Now you may wonder what qualifies me to do so. Isn't Dr. Neil just kind of a nickname that you use? No, I actually do have my doctor of public health degree. My emphases were chronic disease prevention and nutrition. I also have my Master of Public Health degree with an emphasis in health education and health promotion. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. I'm also full-time faculty at California State University San Bernardino, where I teach undergrad health science students, particularly those studying nutrition. So I say all this not as a humble brag, but rather hopefully convince you that what I share with you comes from a place of honesty and integrity. And so enough about me, let's get to today's question as we optimize your life. Hello, Dr. Neil. My name is Jenna. And real quick, I just wanted to thank you for all the time that you take each week 
to research and locate articles to help educate all of us. I love your podcast. So my question is actually whether or not drinking cow's milk, as a woman especially, could be detrimental to my health. I have seen several sources state that cow's milk could actually be harmful to women's health by increasing our risk of developing cardiovascular disease or cancer even. And at the same time, I've also heard that milk is beneficial to women's health as it is packed with calcium, vitamin D, and other important nutrients. So I was just wondering what the latest research is saying regarding that. Um, As I do drink about a half a cup of cow's milk in my coffee almost daily, um, and I do drink a skim milk that is lactose-free. So thank you so much for answering my question. Have a great day. Bye. Hi, Jenna. Thank you for your question, and thank you so much for your kind words and for being a regular listener. Now, if you identify as male and are listening to this episode, I promise that I will talk about whether cow's milk is helpful or potentially harmful to all, regardless of gender. But first, I have to share a story with you. Anytime the topic of cow's milk and its potential health effects comes up, my mind immediately flashes back to a moment in grad school. One of my professors was completely against anyone drinking milk that came from an animal. In one of my classes, he mentioned human beings are the only species that he knows of that continue to consume milk after infancy. So after the age of one, he questioned why we need to consume milk at all. At the time, I was nodding my head in class thinking, yeah, he's so right, that is interesting. But as I progressed beyond graduate school, I began to think more critically about this statement. For example, there are certain cultures around the world that view animal milk as a gift from the heavens. This is likely because it was a valuable food source for hundreds if not thousands of years and may have been crucial for their survival. But now that we live in more modern times, what's the real story behind cow's milk and its relationship with our health? Let's dive in. First, we need to think about what cow's milk is made up of. It's composed of quite a bit of water, actually, different types of sugars, mostly in the form of lactose, some protein, some fat, and vitamins and minerals. So when we think about it, it's pretty nutrient-dense. It's got a little bit of everything, water, carbs in the form of sugar, proteins, fat, and vitamins and minerals like calcium. How could this be bad, right? Well, first, some are intolerant of the sugar, the lactose, found in cow's milk. Others may have an allergy to the proteins found in cow's milk, so these folks should stay away. But I'm not going to go into detail here about those particular situations. Instead, let's assume you are able to consume cow's milk with no immediate health effects. Is it beneficial to do so? When we look at the data, it turns out that consuming cow's milk regularly may not increase your risk for most diseases. Now, I need to point out that cow's milk can come in many different forms, from the stuff you add to your morning bowl of cereal or cup of coffee, to yogurt and probiotic drinks. I'm gonna strictly try and talk about cow's milk in its most common form, basically what you pour from a carton into your cereal bowl or coffee mug. So, when it comes to ovarian cancer risk, Scientists closely examined 22 separate studies to see if a relationship between milk and the risk for developing ovarian cancer exists. They found consuming milk and dairy did not increase ovarian cancer risk. However, they found that consuming high-fat dairy products like butter instead increased cancer risk. This link between a high-saturated-fat diet and risk for cancer has been found in other studies as well, so it's not too surprising. There have also been a number of studies looking at whether milk and dairy consumption increase a person's risk for developing colon cancer. 
The good news here is that milk consumption was not associated with an increased risk of colon cancer in both men and women. The same goes for type 2 diabetes. In fact, low-fat dairy was associated with a decreased risk for developing type 2 diabetes. Yet another study examined the links between milk and dairy and cardiovascular disease, like heart attack and stroke. The researchers concluded that milk and dairy may protect against cardiovascular disease. Another study looked at whether milk consumption shortened our lifespans. The researchers concluded that consuming milk does not shorten lifespan. So now you may be wondering, uh, it seems pretty clear that milk doesn't seem to be a problem, so why the controversy? The controversy still exists because when foods and their respective nutrients are studied, researchers have different ways of looking at them. Said another way, researchers use different study designs or different research methodologies to look at these links. For example, if a researcher today wanted to study this very same topic and asks, does consuming milk increase a person's risk for developing disease? She or he would have a lot of options. They could set up their study this way, for example. They could ask a bunch of folks that are in their later stages of life whether they have any diseases and then ask them to remember how much milk they consumed when they were younger. They would then perform their analyses and see if milk led to their disease. Or they could recruit some younger folks and follow them into their twilight years, all the while monitoring how much milk they consume. Then, 50 years down the line or so, They could look at which of them end up with the disease and see if milk may have led to that disease. Or they could randomly assign people to different groups where one group is asked to consume milk and the other group isn't allowed any. And then they see what happens to their health. And the list goes on and on. Each study design has its own strengths and weaknesses. So the trouble is, how do we make sense of all of this when there are so many different ways this topic could be studied? The Harvard School of Public Health sums it up very well, and I quote, when it comes to the health impact of dairy, the existing science is about as clear as a glass of milk. So what should we do? A nutrition research scientist at the aforementioned Harvard School of Public Health was quoted as saying the following, dairy isn't necessary in the diet for optimal health, but for many people, it's the easiest way to get the calcium, vitamin D, and protein they need to keep their heart, muscles, and bones healthy and functioning properly. So, here's the recommendation. Consuming one to two servings of dairy each day is likely going to be beneficial for you. One serving would be like one cup of milk. One cup is about the size of your fist. So Jenna, in your case, if you're adding half a cup to your coffee, that would be half a serving. Six ounces of yogurt would also count as one serving. Now, when we think about servings of cheese, it gets a bit more complicated since cheese comes in so many different forms. One stick of string cheese, which is about an ounce, would be considered one serving. If we're talking about shredded cheese, about a third of a cup would be one serving. And I should mention that researchers at the Harvard School of Public Health still believe that low-fat dairy is a better option than high-fat or full-fat options like whole milk. And so in summary, cow's milk is likely safe to be consumed, aim for one to two servings a day. Thank you again for your question, Jenna. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to be in the raffle, send me a question by Monday night. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. You can record right from your computer's microphone. It's really easy and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in. The number is 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. 
Both methods are in this episode's description, which you can find at oldpodcast.com. And that wraps up another week of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you for listening every day. Thank you for listening all the way through. Thank you for sharing the show with someone. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I'll see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits.